Good, y'all. Y'all having a good time on this Friday night? Hip hop lives right here in San Jose. Welcome to San Jose Jazz Fest. We're gonna get started our conversation with the living legend Merce in just a few minutes, but I wanted to reintroduce myself. My name is Dim One. Uh, I'm a rapper, podcaster, down with the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, so happy to be here. We're gonna do a little conversation with Merce before his set. So to bring up a couple of my brethren, feel, feel free to, to, to bring it in, the energy, if y'all want to move forward, it's all good. Uh, I COVID tested a couple weeks ago, I think, I think I'm straight. We're fine, that's over, right? Uh, all right, want to bring up my first podcasting brethren. Uh, he's a writer, he's a, a curmudgeon, and he's a very good friend of mine. Everybody give it up for David Ma. That's, this is two-thirds of the Dad Bar Rap Pod. Then we, we have to bring up our resident hip-hop know-it-all, Sammy Mantics, the man, the myth, the legend, Nate LeBlanc, everybody. Nate LeBlanc, give it up. Woo. All, right. All right. What's up, Damone Carter? AKM Dumb One. Out here using my government name, dude. Let's, <laughs> let's, come on. Uh, and we want to bring up a very special guest, somebody who uh, astute hip-hop fans should know a lot about. He's done a, a gang of albums. He was behind the Paid Dues tour. We're talking about the living legend himself. Merce, everybody, give it up. Okay. Oh, I, I thought you had a pizza, fam. This... Yeah, for the dad bod that's not a freaking dad. Perpetrators. Oh, the real ones on this side, perpetrators on this uh, side. Merce was on our program a little while ago, and he's been roasting Nate and Dave for actually not having children, but being part of the dad bod rap pod. How are you part of something with a dad bod? 
You don't even have a dad, Bob. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, it's been a source of irritation Winter for several time. seasons. Uh, this pizza is for you. <laughs> Merce, what's happening, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's hip hop's birthday. So they say. Yeah, uh, hip hop's been pretty good to you, no? Yeah, I'm so grateful. Praise God, it's really amazing. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I've been happy all day about it. So, so why are you trying to retire then, man? Let's let's just let's, let's get into it. Why you keep talking about you going retire, bro? I don't. I don't <laughs> oh, this dude, man, he's so well-dressed. He's blowing my mind. Um, yeah, bro, like, uh, I'm not retiring. I don't even believe in retirement. Um, I am finished recording and writing new material. Yes. Okay. That's okay. it. That's all. So you going Lauryn Hill on us? Is it just MERS 316 tour from, from here on yeah, out? Like, <laughs> yeah, no more tour. I'm doing my last tour next year. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, but I'll do spot dates. Like, if people fly me out, I just don't know if there's a demand for, you know, Great dread rappers, but I'm doing. Is it. there a demand? Do y'all want to see Merce? Wait till after. Wait till about <laughs> eight o'clock. See how you feel. I know. Do it now. Man, uh, so good to have you here in San Jose, man. I know. Uh, I want to say I must have seen you here at some point over the past twenty plus years. What has your experience been like touring through San Jose? Oh man, there's a video of me um, battling a police officer on first. <laughs> in front of the Cactus Club when I was like wow. 17 wow. years old. Wow. And uh, so yeah, I've been, San Jose was a huge source of support early on, yeah. especially for Melancholy Gypsies, my brother Eli, hey. and Scarab. Scarab went to San Jose State. You mentioned Melancholy Gypsies. Big fan, you Scarab, Eli. Tell us a little bit about that genesis and how um, hip hop brought you guys together. Oh, that's interesting, man. We are from Los Angeles. Um, they went to a really hood school next to USC and South Central. They went junior high. And this was back in the days when rap wasn't allowed live. So there was a hotline that you had to call to find out where the hip hop club would be. And then they have a, you leave a voicemail with an actual tape, you know, for those of you over 40 or know, for the children, it was a box with a cassette tape in it and you could record. And on that voicemail, they had battles. And every MC in LA would call and leave messages. Oh shit. Grown men, every cause LA, everybody's yeah. trying to get signed. And there was a little white kid named Eli who destroyed everybody for weeks, hey. rapping on his mom's phone <laughs> in the fucking sorry, in the eighth grade. Okay. But I didn't know that. I thought he was because Eli always has a deep voice. So I thought he was a grown man. So I met this girl at school and she was like, oh, my my boyfriend's in a group with this kid named um, Eli and this other dude. And I was like, you know Eli? <laughs> and then so they, he was in ninth grade the next year. He was eighth, so yeah, so he checked in our school and we've been friends ever since. So we ditched school, smoked pot. There you go. That's amazing, man. Thank you for that story. Um, I was listening to Love and Rockets 2 on the way over here. Too and bad I, I know you've been, yeah, shout out to Fresh and, you know, shout DJ out to the project. DJ Fresh. Hey. Um, and I know you've had a lot of different independent releases, label situations, like how important is it to you that you came up organically, that you built this from the ground up with no, no support? With no, well, no, with your support, with San Jose's support, um, hey. I feel like my hip hop career and indie hip hop in general is kind of like how our government should be run. <laughs> okay. People who love what they do supported by the people would be a great idea, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But instead we kind of have mainstream music or, you know, like Warner Brothers runs the U.S. government, which is not a great thing. And Damn. like, you know, Soldier Boy is the president kind of type of thing. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Mike Jones. Like, we've been through a lot of commercial presidents. And I think that it's always important to me because people care about what I do. Like, I was telling someone, like, I come from an era where when I was a rapper in high school, no one wanted to be a rapper because rappers were broke. Right. You know, Q-Tip did low-end theory sleeping on his mom's couch. EPMD said, it's been something whatever years and still I haven't seen one rapper live it comfortably. I was rapping because I loved it. Yeah. And then people bought it because they loved it. And it's just, I think that's how the world should work. I don't know. But yeah, so it's, it's extremely important to me to have a fan base. So when I left Warner Brothers, I had something to go back to. I never felt like I had to please anyone in the office or I had to please anyone. I didn't even feel like I had to please my fans because they trusted me. Yeah. So that, that you know, is beautiful. Yeah. Merce for president. Absolutely. Yo. That's the next post-retirement uh, album. I don't, believe, I don't believe in boxers or rappers ever really retiring because you'll still have it, right? Like, theoretically, 10 years from now, you'll still have it, no? I have four sons. I don't know if I'll have anything <laughs> after next year. Man, no, that's, that's, that's real. Uh, I heard you were going around the country doing rap workshops yeah. in small towns. Uh, shout out to the homie Sean Katrowitz was telling me about this. Talk to us about that project. That sounds super interesting. Uh, it's called Ground Waves, and uh, it started because there was a, a wonderful billionaire that's opened up a music facility. They weren't getting kids in there in Fort Collins, Colorado. And they're like, how do we do it? I was like, oh, you need an open mic. And I'm thinking like, oh, these SoundCloud kids, they don't want to go outside. Like, people post music online, they think they're a rapper. I, oh, I posted my song, it's on Spotify, I'm an MC. I'm like, fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> So I was like, you need a safe space, but not a safe space. Somewhere you can go and know that you suck, and people can tell you you suck. Yeah, get but you can feedback. say whatever you want, but you have to say it good or you suck. Because I came up in the good life or just open mics where there was a little bit of hostile energy. You felt trepidation before approaching the microphone. Like, I watched people like Micah 9 and L.A. Cool be great. And I was 14. I was like, I should probably shut the fuck up <laughs> and wait. And I went home and practiced, and I practiced, and I practiced. And then when I got up on stage, I was scared to death. I saw Fat Joe get booed. Yeah. yeah. You know, I put that yeah. in some documentary, but... Pass the mic. Yeah, they said, please pass the mic. And then on the way out, it got really serious. You know, and it was right in front of me, and I'm shaking in my boots. I was, Fat Joe has a huge scar on the back of his neck from God knows what. And he was <laughs> There was some huge, like, Rasta blood dude. And he was like, you suck. You know, fuck New York, nigga. And he was like, what? And I'm like, oh, God. And I'm like, <laughs> literally right behind Fat Joe, and I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> But that made me respect, like, I respected Fat Joe a lot after that. I just respected everyone because I was like, oh, this is something, people take this serious. It's he a meritocracy. Call, if you're good, you will rise. Yeah, and like Fat Joe, was like, it didn't matter if he was signed. And because he was signed, he didn't feel like he d couldn't get up there and rap. Right. And then when someone told him he was whack, he was ready to fight. <laughs> In a city where he was surrounded, he was out, you know, and that's yeah. like, he takes his, he didn't call him out of his name. He was just like, you whack, bro. And it, bro, it was about to be life and death. Yeah, that's cool. And I don't think that existed, so I created this program. And then the next day, I stay and talk to the kids for 30 minutes each. So from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., I just talk to kids about rap and try to, you know, just help the culture live on. Like, it's really important. They, a lot of them don't know the history, yep. and it's, it's important to talk to them. And plus, I'm a dad. Like, my kids yeah. don't think I'm cool. So Man, talk I'm, about it. I'm trying to program them so that they could tell my kids what I would tell them if I had thought <laughs> they would listen. I mean, of course, your dad is never cool to you, but you could be a cool dad. You could be an inspiration to other dads. 
Is that a thing? Yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, my DJ is a cool dad. He brought his son. He has five kids, and all of them are over Dang. 13. Dang. He did a hell of a job, so he inspires me. He lets me know that I'll make it out alive, possibly. You, you just might. You just might. Um, you are talking about this is the kind of the last go-round of, of recording new material. How did you come to that decision? Is it you looking at the market? Is it you wanting to do other things? Like, where, why, what planted that seed in your mind? I you know, I really feel like it was everything is divine. Like, God speaks to me in certain ways and that. And then I'll play with my, like, since I was 10 years old, I've always been rapping in my head. I'm always, always, like, I'm obsessed. Like, my uncle said he thought I was on the spectrum, and that could be. But, like, like obsessed. It's, you know, I could be talking to you, but I'm thinking about a rap. Right. Yeah. And when it got to the point I was looking at my kids, and I, they say, Dad, 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 or Papaya, Papaya, and I'd be like, fuck, I'd be angry because <laughs> I was in the middle of writing a rhyme, and I'm like, right. I want to be 100% focused on being a father. Right like, I can't have, you know, I can do, have a job, but I'm obsessed. I don't want to be obsessed with anything other than my family. No, that's, that's real. And I mean, your uh, obsession is more than most. I was thinking about that crazy project you did where you were rapping for like three days straight or something. Uh, that's insane, bro. Like, number one, <laughs> number, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling it wrong. How, how long were 20, you? 26 hours. 26 hours of, man, give this man applause. 26 hours of straight rapping. I, I've always wondered about that. That's some Guinness Book of World Records type shit. What made you think of that? And like, how do you just keep going? I feel like I could freestyle a little bit, but not for 26 hours. No, I didn't freestyle. So I was doing a project for uh, Boost Mobile, and they wanted to do something like unlimited minutes. What can right. we do? And I was doing an interview show, and we had guests, and they're like, we want to kick it off with a big something. And I was like, yeah. oh, you should have somebody rap for 24 hours. And I was going to recommend Supernatural, but they didn't have any money in the budget mm -hmm. for him. Okay. And they had a little extra money, and I was getting a divorce at the time, and I needed the money. And I was like, I'll, I was like <laughs> we looked up the Guinness record, and I was like, can I rap other people's songs, or do I have oh, to do I all my... Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. And they okay. were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I could do this all day. And... So I put Crisscross on there. And you were just did, running through them. Yeah, I just ran through every Tribe album. I did three hours of my own music, and then okay. I did three hours of Tribe, three hours of Wu-Tang, three <laughs> hours of West Coast Classics, and then three hours of, like, nine. Like, I did Crisscross Jump, like, stuff that I, you know, and, like, by the 18th hour, you might tie it, but then it's Crisscross. Like, yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't turn mean, down. Like, it's like, oh. You have to warm it up. Yeah, I have to warm it up. <laughs> I'm here with crisscross jokes, y'all. Uh, uh, most people were not here to watch you sound check today with Ice Ice Baby, um, uh, Humpty that. Dance, and Humpty. a Wu-Tang song. Yeah, classic. I, yeah. Lo I love rap. So it was, you know, yeah. stand up for, I'll stand up for 40. I won't do that again, but I would. Did you drink coffee? No, I didn't get tired, really. Damn. I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought I was, the worst thing was my neck hurt, and I, I had been practicing on Twitch, like doing eight-hour marathon. And your neck hurts because you're doing this all day. I never yeah. thought that. I thought I was going to lose my voice. I thought I was going to fall asleep. But it was really my neck. So they, the Boost Mobile hired a masseuse. Wow. And Masseuse Mobile. Because yes. when you set a world record, for anyone that's out there trying to set a marathon, 24, you want to do 24 hours of yawning, 24 hours of knitting, it's the law from Guinness that you have to take a five-minute break for every hour. Okay. So that's how it ended up being 26 oh, hours. Okay. Okay. If I want to do two, so you have, so, but you can bank them. So I banked three-hour sets, and then I had 15-minute break every three hours just in case I had to pee, shit, 
That was my next question. Where was the bedpan at while you was doing? Yeah, it? no, you get you get a five. You have to take a five minute break, no matter okay. what marathon okay. you do. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad you you survived it. I'm What's just, in the box, bro? Doing 26 hours is crazy. I'm gonna need a nap That's after okay. this. Yes, yeah, you don't even have children, bro. I don't want to hear. I don't want you say nap, bro. All right, check this out. So I brought um, gifts for you guys, man. Oh man. Yep. Damn. Yeah. So here. Oh. There you go. This is not for sale. This can only be okay. given. Wow. These little 10-inch records. You, there Thank you, you, my man. This Unless is somebody amazing. wants to, does anybody want to trade for a cassette? No. I, <laughs> okay, keep the vinyl. I'm going to keep the vinyl, bro. Right. Man, that's, that's you, beautiful, Thank you man. so much. Thank you so much. Yo, yeah. you, so Thank you, guys. Like, you, you mentioned being 10 and, like, you know, getting into, like, hip-hop at that time. Um, given that it's hip-hop's 50th, yes. tell us a little bit about, like, the pioneers that you grew up on that sort of influenced you. I mean, for me, it was like the fat boys because they wrapped hey, up. When hey. you're like a kid, all, you, all I've done is eating. Like, I wasn't ready for... <laughs> so they were rapping about food, and I was like, wow, you could rap about... Like, Run DMC was cool. They had the Adidas track suits, and they looked like superheroes. And especially being in L.A., nobody looked like that. Everybody right. knew had on, like, Dickies and white T-shirts and Jerry right. Curls. And so LL Cool J looked like a superhero. And then he, LL Cool J said... Uh, Forget Oreos, eat Cool, cool J, J bro. <laughs> Forget, because I was a hood kid, like a single parent household. We couldn't afford Oreos. I never had an Oreo until I turned like 18 and had my own money. So like, he was dissing Oreos? I'm like, <laughs> you must be really rich, bro. Like, <laughs> Forget a gold chain. Yeah, like, no, yeah, it was the Oreos for me. And then he, like, he said he crushed you like a jelly bean. It was all yeah. very childish, and I loved it. And then Eazy-E came out, and hey. he was from Compton, and I lived in Linwood, and he looked hey. like the Crips in my neighborhood. And I was like, right. oh, my, wait, people like that can rap too? And after that, it was over, bro. It was like, Hell yeah. oh, man. So, like, Eazy-E, LL Cool J, and the Fat Boys, I would say, was my genesis. That's amazing. Um, thank you so much for the Speak and Spell record. Um, yeah, I was listening incredible. to it a couple of days ago. And I noticed on it, you're talking about your spirituality more. Like, can you talk about, like, that, bringing that into your music and kind of what you're saying these days in your music? Oh, man, yeah. I, I, I reconnected with Jesus, and I've been really, but not in a traditional way. Like, I still cuss. My children cuss. <laughs> like, at the core, like, I'm a, I'm a crip. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I've been doing, not, I've never joined a gang, but, like, that's my upbringing. Sure. I don't, I'm a street kid, you know? And nowhere in the Bible does it say you can't say fuck shit or, you know, <laughs> So, and I treat, I was spent so long trying to have a relationship with God that looked like everyone else's relationship. Mm. But it's kind of like, that's even more than your partner or your spouse or whoever, your relationship with the creator is yours. It's more intimate than that. So who is anyone to tell you what that looks like, what that feels like? No one would tell me how to have, make love to my wife. So why would I tell like anyone tell me how to worship God? And when that hit right. me, I was like, oh, I'm good. And so I, then I just been sharing it because I've been more comfortable and not judgmental. If you don't like Jesus, I don't give a fuck. Like, right. that's, that's on you. Um, yeah. But it's just something I wanted to express. And then this project is special because I met the producer when he was 12 years old or something. What? And he DM'd my tour manager and he was like, I want to come. He's living in Austin, Texas. I want to come to your show. And I was like, okay, you can't. And he's like, well, <laughs> can I just meet you outside? I was like, sure. And then the show got rained out. But I remembered that kid, so I said, tell, I told my tour manager, I was like, get him to tell his parents to meet us at the record store, wow. and I'll just hook up with him. Yeah, and I walked with this kid through the record store, and he's like, oh, No Limit Soldiers? That's Beats by the Pound, KLC. Right. Oh, that's right. Dilla. Like, he just knew everything. Sounds like gangster rap. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, holy, and then years later, I'm on Twitch, and they're like, have you heard of Weirdin? And I'm like, I know that kid. And I watch it, and he's like, 
a super, he's a white kid, but he's a super blood, like holding a gun. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> happened to this kid? That does not sound like me at 12. Yeah, no, shit went left. And I was like, I reached out to him. I was like, yo, can I do a project with you? And he's like, oh, I'm kind of busy right now. Damn. <laughs> so then this guy who owns a label called Mid-90s, I met him on message boards when we were starting Living Legends. Okay. And he was into wrestling and he used to send me like ECW videotapes. And we just maintained a friendship. And he's like sold some stuff to Amazon, made a lot of money. He's like, I want to do a record with you. Have you ever heard of this producer? Because he's into like making old rappers new. Okay. So he's okay. like, have you heard of this kid named Weirdin from Texas? And I was like, let me tell you about this kid. <laughs> and he's like, I bought a bunch of beats from him. And I was like, let's do it. Okay. And uh, so that record is really special to me because it's all about just wow. people I met on my journey just hanging out that love music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a really dope EP. Yeah. Will, will that be your last record? No, my last record is coming out sometime next year. It's okay. called Love and Rockets 316. Okay. Oh, that's right. There's a Melancholy Gypsies. I banked a lot of stuff before I stopped recording. There's Melancholy Gypsies music. There's some maybe Mercer Ninth Wonder songs floating around. Okay. So okay. there'll be, a, um, before I'm out of here, I, I definitely did a lot more. But sometime next year, the last thing will come out. Right on. Uh, Last question for me. We have a couple more minutes from another question from David Damone, but at 9.30 when your set ends, do you want to watch Big Daddy Kane with us at the other stage? Who? No, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I recommend everybody. Like, if you've ever seen Big Daddy Kane, if you haven't, don't. San Jose has the thing. Last time I was in San Jose, I got to see Karis One, and I was on, I took Ab Soul on his first tour. Oh, wow. Wow. And uh, wow. he was like, yo, like, he was always telling me, like, you're old. Don't leave me a voicemail. Nobody over 30 checks voicemail, old man. He's like, oh, he's like, now nah, I got to watch your boy Karis One be over the hill. And I was like, let me tell you something, bro. Karis One is the greatest performer of all. And I hype yeah. Karis One. So we get to wherever it was in San Jose. There's an Indian restaurant in the parking lot, that club. Anyway, we go to the huh. club and... And we're, I'm like, yo, Karis One, you better fucking come through, bro. I've been hyping you up. And he, and I, I, so my cousin's a Christian rapper. He's 18. He loves Jesus. And I took him on the road, too. So him and Absol and me are standing on side stage. They're both aspiring MCs. I'm like, watch the greatest. Seriously. And then he goes on to kill it. So halfway through, okay. Absol is like, oh, my God. Now he like, gets I it. I fucking told you. Yeah. And my little cousin's like, oh, my God. And then Karis One looks at me and goes, Merce. You are the Christ. <laughs> and, and the my 18-year-old Jesus-loving cousin lost his mind. If Karis One wasn't so huge, I think he would have attacked him. Oh, oh wow. But like, he just, he like, tears in his eye, my cousin stormed out. And wow, like, wow, wow. And so asked me is. if I was part of the Illuminati, but that's another story. <laughs> Learn later, uh, after, after Mercer's set. Uh, we want to thank you so much, man, for uh, coming out, talking with us. Round of applause for Merce. I know a lot of uh, a lot of performers that would be like, "Nah, I'm gonna smoke weed at the hotel until the until the second I come on." Yeah, no, I have too many kids for that. Yeah, <laughs> we knew straight on the demographic. Uh, everybody, you should really mess with this record. Speak and spell. Uh, Ice Cold Bishop is on here. And yeah, Larry June. So, yeah, so Larry June was like a real rapper Man, from the Bay, and come I, on. I bought some of his clothes. I try to buy everything rap-related. I just support the kids. And so I bought some of his clothes. I put it online. And he hit me up like, man, I'm a big fan. I was like, oh, thanks, dude. Oh, that's He's like, if you ever want to work on something, let me know. And I was like, yeah, right. Every rapper says that. Yeah. <laughs> so then this guy, my homie um, Timmy C, was like, can you get a Larry June feature? 
have you heard of him? I'm like, yes, I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'll ask him. And Larry sent the verse, never charged me. I hope I doesn't get out. But he was, <laughs> and then Ice Cold Bishop, he was like, have you heard of Ice Cold Bishop? And I was yeah. like, yeah, I just started following him. And then he's like, can you, can you get a verse from him? I was like, I'll ask him. And I went to my DMs and he had DM'd me two years ago. And he oh, was like, wow. do you remember you took me to see Wolverine and you put me and my friends in the studio for the summer? Because <laughs> they were just some badass kids hanging around my neighborhood. And I had money and I had, a, like my friend had a studio. And I told my best friend, I was like, put these little motherfuckers in the studio all summer wow. and record something and we'll put it out. They never recorded anything, but it was Ice Cold Bishop. Wow. And I had no That's idea crazy. who he was going to grow up and be, but I was like, these kids are crazy. Because I took them to see, like, I was like, when I got off tour, I was like, let me hear what you guys did. We went to go get Thai food. I was like, these hood kids never had Thai food. <laughs> and then one of them, like, lightweight, like, pulls a burner out and puts it on the table. I'm oh, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all are, yeah, yeah, y'all are not, burnt. It's not polite table manners. At that time, we, they, we call them burnt. But, um, <laughs> wow. I think all the kids made it. One of them, Colin Rushton Peace, is no longer with us. But you never know who's going to be who. And I just always try to help people because yep. of yep. people who looked out for me, like Mystic Journeyman. And, Yay. Um, you know, it's countless. Rob One, there's so many people who looked out for me. So whenever I saw kids trying to rap, I'd be like, yeah, let's, you know, that kid right there. I was just like, I didn't know he'd come up to be like a, producer like the best producer in austin yeah right. but i was just like right. yo this little kid wants to meet me sure i was like you guys want to record a record i'll pay for it and then they, you know it pays back sometimes that's what's up hip-hop's guidance counselor Merce, coming on in just a little bit we're gonna let him go get fresh in uh and come back to the stage we want to thank everybody for uh hanging out and, and checking out our discussion if you like this type of uh thing if you mess with podcasts about music dad bod rap pod is uh, everywhere that you get your podcast content. Nate, Dave, and I talk to people like Merce and all of the kids that he spawned. Uh, thank you, guys. We'll be back in a little bit with thank music. Thank you, San Jose. Thank you. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Long ass intro. Broke bread with more rappers than anybody else. Cause I know the struggle trying to do it by yourself. Paid dudes really made a difference. Mix the boom bap with some pyro and crippin'. Yeah, your favorite rapper got my sauce on him. I can name names, but I ain't trying to boss on him. My name ringing like Bill Russell. Stopped selling weed in the 90s, but I still hustle. Selling units, never radio. Touring, selling merch. They thought that I was crazy, bro. Now they doing the same thing. Blue shoelaces, but I say I don't gangbang. A real Dodger fan, that's the end of the combo. At Compton Vegan eating Jack and Mac and Cheese combo. No beef in the streets, no beef in my body. I'm just focused on my paper and peace and being godly. Oh. Been through a lot of shit, but still learning, though. Came a long way for mixing whoopty with the K-Roll. Made a couple dollars, watch clothes, homies change on me. We hit the road in that minivan, box of CDs, trying to run it up to 20 grand. Uh, and I still got that same grind. You on the couch with old girl telling the same lies. And one day I might switch whips three times. Some days I need love, sometimes not. Still a pull of grand nash out the bend a block. My goal's way bigger than this, so I'm still rocking. Uh, 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 uh. 
If I had a dollar for every shadow of a doubt, I'd give you some bands you could buy you some clout. If I had a dollar for every time that you hated, I'd give you a million you could finally say you made it. If I had a dollar for every shadow of a doubt, I'd give you some bands you could buy you some clout. If I had a dollar for every time that you hated, I'd give you a million so you could finally say you made it. Hopping out that push fast, cars approach don't look past The school amount around you, get to taking off your book bag Every girl I brought around my mom, she told me look fast But she was just my pistol holder, it ain't what it look at Yo-Yo and Ice Cube, Fofo and I'm Stoop In 99 is gold chains and FUBU in a coupe Pants let rolled up and yes, the ladies love me too All my shit ride though, so the babies love me too The niggas selling in the 80s love me too Break a brick down and then they play me when they through Tried to play me as a youth, okay? I got the niggas back that tried to save me as a youth. Look, life like dukes are hazardous. The days these are the dukes, huh? Fighting or we shoot, huh? What you wanna do, huh? Pick the first one, I'll shake your hand after we through. Look, okay, look, still ain't listening to a bitch outside of Siri. I just dropped my little bro some dough, he needs some commissary. He'll be at home by end of year, that's what his mama tell me. Looking for a change, he need his mind right and body healthy. Free bro.